Slow Burn Media, an evergreen podcast, presents Who Killed, a podcast that provides a voice for the voiceless. Action Air One flew over the scene after members of a U.S. Marshals Task Force fatally shot a murder suspect as they tried to take him into custody around 10 a.m. Tuesday. Hillsborough County Sheriff Chad Cronister says the suspect fired at law enforcement two Tampa police officers and a Polk County deputy who were members of the task force fired back, killing the suspect. He has no regard for human life, not even a family member, and he shoots across the inside of the car out the window trying to strike the Polk County Sheriff's deputy. The officer-involved shooting happened near the intersection of Magnolia Park Boulevard and Canopy Oak Lane in Riverview. The sheriff's office says the task force was running surveillance on 39-year-old Don Robert Astor. Authorities say he was a gang member and the task force was attempting to serve a warrant for a 2009 homicide in New York. History of ag assault, violent offender, rape, robbery, possession of a firearm, a primary suspect in a homicide from New York in 2009. Failure to register as a sex offender. Sheriff Cronister says Astor was in a blue Acura with two others. His stepson, who was driving, tried to get away as authorities moved in. Late Tuesday, that Acura was towed from the scene. The rear passenger window shattered. Their sole purpose is to take a warrant uh, of some of the most dangerous individuals, again, that your mind can create. And they're tasked with the tremendous responsibility of going to place those individuals under arrest. The suspect's 19-year-old stepson who was driving is facing felony charges. Authorities have not said how long the suspect may have been in the Tampa Bay area. No officers were injured in the shooting. Julie Salamone, ABC Action News. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Who Killed? This is an episode where we just play the press conference from a shootout that just occurred on Tuesday in Florida. And this was in Hillsborough County. And this suspect, Don Astor, was 39. And the sheriff's office had gotten aware of his whereabouts. And they set up surveillance. And I'm going to play the press conference because hearing it from the horse's mouth is always more interesting. So let's go ahead and jump into this week's press conference, and I hope you guys enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone. The bad guy that I'm about to describe today in every sense of the word is a true and real bad guy. Don Robert Astor, white male, 39 years of age. He was wanted for first-degree murder that was issued in 2009 out of the state of New York. He was also under federal indictment for failure of a sex offender to register. The sad part is he was also a well-known Latin King gang member. So how did we get here today? This morning, the U.S. Marshals Task Force. The U.S. Marshals Task Force is a task force that's comprised of, of U.S. Marshals along with members of the local law enforcement community. These aren't individuals who go after any type of misdemeanor or civil infraction warrants. These are the individuals that leave their loved ones each and every day to go after some of the most heinous criminals that you could create in your mind. They receive information here today that this bad guy, who again has been on the run and eluding arrest since 2009, is here in the area. They bring their members out here and immediately start setting up surveillance. 
as they're setting up surveillance, they see our bad guy getting to the passenger side of a blue Acura. There's a driver who is his stepson, that's the driver, and then there's also a passenger sitting in the rear seat behind the bad guy. As they go to leave, the U.S. Marshals do an absolute superb job of making the conscious decision that, hey, this is a less traveled roadway. Let's conduct a tactical traffic stop here before this individual is able to get to a more populated area, putting other innocent lives in danger. What is a tactical traffic stop? That's when we box in an individual to make sure that there's no pursuit. It's an attempt to get a peaceful resolution and effect an arrest in every way possible. They box the individual in from the back, from the front. They activate their, urgency, their emergency equipment. The driver decides that, hey, my stepdad's not going to jail today. I'll get you out of here and continue that attempt to elude arrest. So he floors the truck, the, the car, and rams the Polk County Sheriff's deputy's vehicle, who's the first in line behind him. They box him in even tighter and then exit the vehicle, knowing that at this point he can't go anywhere. The first to exit their vehicle and approach the bad guy's car is a Polk County Sheriff's deputy. He approaches the driver's side of the vehicle as two Tampa police officers take a strategic and tactical position on the passenger side. Our bad guy decides that he has once again exemplified he has no regard for human life not even a family member and he shoots across the inside of the car out the window trying to strike the Polk County Sheriff's deputy the Polk County Sheriff's deputy returns fire the two Tampa police officers who placed themselves willfully in this dangerous position they discharge their firearms as well they are able to remove the bad guy from the vehicle and he died here at the scene our commitment to protect this community runs deep. Nothing will ever stop us from doing whatever it takes to keep the citizens we serve safe. I have to take just a moment and thank the U.S. Marshall Task Force. Again, individuals that don't make extra money but place themselves in danger each and every time they decide to place one of these dangerous criminals under arrest. Thank God none of them are injured here today the driver of the vehicle who rammed the law enforcement vehicle behind him is angel torres vallejo he's 19 years of age he has been charged here with a felony charge as well uh, at this point at the investigation uh, as with all local tampa bay law enforcement uses of deadly force the florida Defart the florida department of law enforcement will now handle this investigation at this time, I'll turn it over to Chief Lee Burkall with the Tampa Police Department. Chief. Thank you, Sheriff. As the Sheriff said, this is a true bad guy. I'm not going to repeat his name, but I'm going to repeat the history that he was involved in. History of ag assault, violent offender, rape, robbery, possession of a firearm, a primary suspect in a homicide from New York in 2009. Failure to register as a sex offender, obviously armed, obviously not afraid to shoot at the police. Our officers were involved in the U.S. Marshals Task Force, just like the uh, sheriff said. This task force focuses on the violent offenders, the worst of the worst. After locating the suspect, the officers boxed in the vehicle, like the sheriff had said, 
when I looked at the scene, I saw the vehicles positioned and I looked at it and I go, wow, that's exactly like the training. The training that these officers receive on this task force is beyond what you could all imagine. They are the most trained and well-respected officers. And literally it was textbook looking at the scene. The driver attempted to escape the box in, as the sheriff said, he reaches over and fires at a Polk deputy. And then two of our officers are also able to return fire to stop the threat. So our TPD officers that were involved are both experienced officers with over 20 years on the department and have been on this task force for some time. Every day, officers protect and serve their local community. The officers on this task force work in partnership to ensure the most dangerous criminals cannot harm themselves or any of our community members. These officers on this task force are some of the best trained heroes that this region has. They'll continue their commitment to keeping this community safe. Thank you, Sheriff. At this time, I'd like to introduce Madam State Attorney Susie Lopez with the 13th Judicial Circuit. Susie? Thank you, Sheriff. I'd like to start out by saying how thankful we are that all of the officers involved today are safe. They put their lives on the line every day to make our community a better place to live, and we're grateful that they are all safe. At this point, the investigation with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement will begin, and it will continue. Evidence is collected and investigated, and once that is complete, my team and I will will gather the information from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement and we will determine to make sure all laws were followed and we will finish our investigation. This will take some time and so we ask for your, for your patience as well as for your gratitude for these officers who put their lives on the line today and every day. Thank you. And last, I'd like to introduce federal, uh, from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, Assistant Special Agent in Charge, Jay Scanlon, whose team will be overseeing the investigation from this point forward. Jay? Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, first and foremost, the scene is contained. There's no more threat to the public. We've now transitioned uh, into the use of force investigation. Uh, this specifically is a use of force for the Marshals Task Force. FDLE maintains a statewide agreement with that task force to do their involved shootings, and of course that extends to any task force officers assigned to that task force. I do want to take a, a moment to thank the Marshal Service, Tampa Police Department, Polk County Sheriff's Office, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, and the State Attorney's Office. They've been professional uh, throughout this initial investigation. Uh, these types of responses for FDLE are um, dynamic and ever-changing and it's critical that we have these partnerships and the buy-in from them. Uh, they understand fully that our role here is is largely the public accountability piece and I can assure you from our experience that all of these agencies involved are dedicated to that mission as well. Uh, Ms. Lopez referenced that once the investigation is complete we will turn that over to their office uh, for their review and determination of the use of force. Also, and I've, and I've said it before, I want to take the time to thank these agencies. You know, our members here at FDLE in this region live, work, our kids go to school nearby, and we thank them for their professionalism and working so well with us in these difficult cases. Uh, and the investigation is early on, so I'm uh, hesitant to cover any details. We're still preliminary, gathering facts, 
Uh, so beyond what the sheriff and the chief offered, that, that'll be all for our statement today. Thank you. Uh, any questions for any of the four of us at this time, we'd be glad to answer. Great question. Unfortunately, I can't. Uh, just that the marshal's office received information that our bad guy, or that wanted subject, was was here in the area. What was he, what was he doing here? Another great great question. That's something our team's working. Our team's working on. How long has he been here? Uh, who's he related to? What's his connection here to Tampa Bay area? And then link back to any type of violent crimes. We'll certainly look into that and see if he happens to be a suspect in any of those crimes. So absolutely, a lot of work to be done from from this point forward, and that's something that this part of the investigation that we will handle. Yeah, fortunately, the, the driver, again, the driver who could have surrendered and, and I think helped us with a lower, more peaceful resolution, decided to, to continue the charade, to continue the escape and allow his stepdad to elude arrest, ram the car. But fortunately, to answer your question, neither he nor the passenger in the rear of the vehicle who was seated behind the bad guy were injured in any way, shape or form. Again, I, I think that goes to show you how well trained and educated law enforcement officers are this day. From 32 years ago to now, our officers have never been more trained or more educated. Educated and trained in de-escalation and trying to peacefully resolve a situation, but also in times like this, when an active assailant is going to try to hurt them, harm them, the way that they can protect themselves and others, they are prepared to do that as well. And I don't understand I don't know if it's movies, I don't know if it's TV, where they see the bad guy gets away, but I can promise you with how educated and trained Tampa Bay law enforcement is, I can almost promise anyone out there who feels they're going to attack a law enforcement officer, shoot at a law enforcement officer in an attempt to escape arrest or escape accountability for any type of crime they have, you're not gonna see any different result than what you saw here today. If you shoot at law enforcement, there are real consequences. Not sure exactly what all the relationships are. Again, we're still working through that now. We're still working to uh, positively identify the rear passenger, making sure we know. Uh, they had informed me that, that he's from New York as well, so it's taking a little extra work. So not sure what his criminal history is. Um, working through all those details as we speak. We, we have a lot of work to still do. That's a great question. To my knowledge, I believe every agency, every sheriff's office in this Tampa Bay and surrounding areas contributes at least one individual, some two, to members of, uh, of the task force. And, and again, their sole purpose is to take a warrant uh, of some of the most dangerous individuals, again, that your mind can create, and they're tasked with the tremendous responsibility of going to place those individuals under arrest. Yes, there, there, there's no jurisdiction when you've been uh, deputized by the U.S. Marshals Task Force. They can be in Polk County, Hernando, Manatee. They go wherever the bad guy leads them. Yeah, we, we, we know that it's an arrest warrant for first-degree murder from 2009. I think that's what makes this so uh, comforting, is that being on the run since 2009, this individual was... Was, was finally taken into custody. This individual will never have the opportunity to victimize or, or harm another human being. Don't, don't know that. This is a, hey, the, the city of New York issues an arrest warrant. 
we want this person under arrest. They confirm the warrant. They actively pursue the individual, place them under arrest. Unfortunately, we're not given a lot of details at this point, just that, hey, here's his criminal history. We can, you know, as Chief Burkhaw explained, we can look at how violent and dangerous this individual is. We can see what the arrest warrant is. We don't know much more than that. Who's the victim, the circumstances surrounding it. Unfortunately, we're not, we don't have that type of information at this point. moved rather quickly uh, as they got here set up surveillance he got he got in the car and, and and left and again i think made a wonderful decision a half a mile not a half a mile maybe a, a block down the road this this could have happened in a much more populated area where it would have posed a danger to innocent lives they did it here look this is a roadway regardless of what type of weaponry was being uh, discharged here, there was a good chance that whatever happened here was going to be contained here. And I, I commend the U.S. Marshals for the, the choice that they made. Yes, the individual who lost their life here today, that was the bad guy who decided to try to loot arrest by shooting at law enforcement. He, he yeah, Don Robert Astor, A-S-T-O-R, white male, 39 years of age. And again, we'll be putting all this information out. Try one more time. There was only one passenger in the rear that was seated behind the car. He's not facing any charges. We haven't identified him yet. We don't know if he has warrants for his arrest. The driver, the stepson, is being placed under arrest uh, for felony charges of, of ramming a police officer vehicle and, of, and fleeing to elude arrest. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe. Thanks so much for listening this week, guys. And again, this was just a special episode, so I should have a new episode out tomorrow as well. And if you guys are interested in following me on Twitter, you can do so at BillHuffman3. And if you'd like to leave a review or subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, you could do so. I'll provide a link in the show notes. And again, this is just another way to spread the word about the podcast. So thanks again so much for tuning in. And thank you to the Hillsborough County sheriff's office for providing the press conference and i hope that you guys as always until next time stay healthy and be safe introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. Type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy and you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. She stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S. Hello, this is Dr. Grande, the host of True Crime Psychology and Personality. On my podcast, I explore and explain the pathology behind some of the most horrendous crimes and those who commit them. We discuss topics like narcissism, psychopathy, sociopathy, and antisocial personality disorder from a scientifically informed perspective. What is a narcissist? 
How do you spot a sociopath? What signs can you look for to protect yourself from these dangerous personalities? It's not just about the stories, but also the science and psychology behind them. So if you're interested in true crime or mental health, I'd encourage you to give my show a listen wherever you get podcasts.